0: We are talking with Christy Olson, professional learning coach for the Lake Havasu School District. Christy shares with us the challenges and the successes that her district has had implementing CKLA, CKHD, and CKSCI at the exact same time. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of the Building Knowledge Podcast. Today, I have with me Christy Olson. Christy is from Lake Havasu School District in Arizona. Um, What is unique about Lake Havasu is they did a district-wide implementation of our products. And so I wanted to have Christy on today so that she can really talk about what that process looked like, some of the challenges, and then also some of the successes. There were three of us from the foundation that actually got to go and visit Lake Havasu um, recently, and they are doing an amazing job with implementation, and so that's why I wanted to have Christy on. Christy, thanks for being with us. I'm hoping that you can start off by just telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and what your role is in the district. Thank you so much for having me today.
1: I am kind of an anomaly as I student taught in Lake Havasu 32 years ago. So, my entire professional career has been in this district. I started out as an intermediate teacher teaching grades four, five, and six. In 2002, I became a National Board certified teacher just because I know the most important work happens in the classrooms. Um, I then became an instructional coach at a Title I school, and now I am a district coach. I am the professional learning coach for Lake Havasu.
0: So tell us the story of how Core Knowledge was brought to Lake Havasu, because it's really unique. I've heard about it a couple of times, and each time I'm just awed by how it all happened. Yes.
1: Okay. So, we are a rather small district. We have six elementary schools. In 2018, one of our elementary schools transitioned to become a classical academy, and they adopted core knowledge. Um, And then we also had one section of ELA at our middle school that also adopted core knowledge so that those classical academy students could just um, transition into that section at the middle school. So that happened in 2018 with one elementary school. In 2020, we hired a new superintendent and her question was, why is this school the only school that has core knowledge? I want this curriculum to be district-wide. And so, in December, early December of 2020, she said, "I want this expansion to go in front of the school board, and I really need you to put together a a committee, um, a think tank. Can do they want this? Can we do this? Can we implement this next year?" So we put together um, our focus group in December of 2020, and we looked at adopting or expanding core knowledge, CKLA, to all six elementary schools. But as we started looking at this curriculum, we recognized the power of this knowledge-based curriculum, and we started to question if we waited to adopt history, if we waited to adopt science, it would be years before some of those kids would have access to that knowledge-based curriculum across the board. And so we made the very um, courageous decision to adopt CKLA grades K through five, ELA grades six through eight, core knowledge history grades three through eight and core knowledge science grades three through five in one year. It was just a core knowledge explosion in our district. Four curriculums at seven sites coming on the heels of the pandemic.
0: <laughs> so I think the natural question that comes next were, is you know, what are some of the challenges that you all faced with a district-wide implementation? And then also let's add remote learning and COVID on top of all that.
1: <laughs> right. So we spent the the spring semester of um, 2020 really getting teachers into the curriculums, um, letting them see the units, the lessons, letting them play around a little bit with that. What we didn't do in hindsight, is we didn't spend enough time really developing a deep understanding of what a knowledge-based curriculum is and what that means and what, you know, read-alouds in the primary grades look like and why why that knowledge, how that knowledge builds um, each year, how we take a really um, deep dive into a unit of study for weeks at a time. We didn't spend enough time in that realm. Um, We also, in hindsight, did not spend enough time making sure that our teachers and administrators understood how the instructional routines and layout of core knowledge is aligned to the science of reading and brain research. Um, Looking back, I would have spent more time that first semester before we actually expanded developing that deep background knowledge and that deep understanding of why this is so good for students before we took the dive into what does a unit look like? What do lessons look like? Let's teach this. I would have taken that deeper dive for sure.
0: So, how does your team, because we met a couple of other of your other colleagues when we were out there support teachers in the implementation and then can you talk about what the ongoing coaching and support looks like for those teachers? because obviously it takes I think that that's one of the mistakes that people make is that they just give it to the teachers and they expect them just to run with it after you know that initial, let's do some pre-service training and they just leave it at that. And they don't do the ongoing support, which you all do. And I think that that's part of why you are also successful.
1: Absolutely. And I will say um, we had some naysayers, we had some resistors and in, in all honesty, we probably still do, but I think we've done some things right with our implementation process that is still ongoing so between December of 2020 and May of 2020, that first semester, we gave teachers protected time every month to meet together in grade levels and just explore the resources, explore the website, explore the units, um, practice teaching lessons and talking about what went well and what didn't. And, and we protected that time. We did not let administrators touch it. It was protected time for teachers. Um, that time still exists and that time is still protected where teachers meet in grade level articulation meetings and have time to talk about common assessments, lessons, units, resources, what's working, where are barriers, um, To support administrators, we developed some, um, I'll call them look for observational tools um, to help them understand what should the instructional routines look like? What should a read aloud look like? What should explicit phonics instruction look like? And we, as a team of coaches, meet with those elementary principals once a month. And we do a a walkthrough with them with the look for instrument. Um, So we might just observe, say, second grade or third grade. But then we have that conversation with the administrator. This is what we should be seeing. This is what we did see. This is why it's working or this is why it isn't working. Um, That was very supportive, I think, for principals, and that's ongoing as well. Um, We develop district pacing guides that really keeps everyone on this unified focus of every unit needs to be taught in every grade level, because that is how we ensure equity for our students, no matter which school they attend. Um, That also supports the teachers in understanding that this cumulative nature of the curriculum, how units build on each other year after year. And so if you skip the unit on, say, the history of the earth in first grade, you aren't setting kids up for success in grades two, three, four. And so developing that understanding through those pacing guides was extremely important. As we move forward, I would say we are still in the implementation process. We are now working on creating um, these unit overviews for our district, unit guidance, where we talk about common assessments, quality bell work, quality bell ringers tied to the curriculum, not tied to something, um, you know, just picked off the Internet. We also are starting a video collection where we show teachers, we showcase teachers from our district using the instructional routines. We have teachers in kindergarten showing chaining, um, teachers teaching the first grade read alouds, um, spelling trees in second grade, just short snippets of this is what the instructional routine looks like live and in our district. Um, Looking forward into the future, I know we are talking this summer about providing professional development around student engagement in core knowledge, history, and geography. We're taking another look at three-dimensional science, and we are working right now to create a professional development series for our administrators around the science of reading, and how core knowledge aligns to the science of reading and brain research. So those are some things that we've done and that we are looking forward to doing to support teachers and administrators.
0: I think that's amazing. And I think administrators are often neglected at a district level by coaches because they're focused primarily on the teacher So. I think that's something very unique that you all do that I have not seen before is also really getting those administrators to buy in. And then in turn, they're going to lead the teachers. You know, the teachers are always looking like, well, if the the principal doesn't care, why would I care? I mean, they're just letting me do whatever I want. But if they are leading by example and they're getting support from you, um, that's just so important. And I want to mention just when we went and observed, we had a chance to observe also brand new teachers that I would have never guessed they were brand new teachers. In particular, um, for our listeners, middle school history and geography, we saw two brand new teachers. I would have never known they were brand new teachers. One of them was student teaching and They both blew me away, very different styles, but they were aligned because they knew what the pacing was. They planned together, but they put their own unique spin on it. Um, And so you could tell that they were supported because they would have not known what to do with core knowledge if they had not had somebody at least guiding them. So it, it was pretty amazing when we were able to go out there. So speaking of that, what successes have you seen so far?
1: Well, I, I love what you said that this is such a great curriculum to support new teachers, but it isn't scripted per se. Teachers can put their own spin on it. And I see that every day across our six elementary schools. Um, they can be on the same lesson, but you walk into two different rooms. Kids are learning the same content, but that teacher has that professional autonomy to really use the, the skills that they have to make this curriculum come alive. But, um, okay, so let's talk about new teachers. Um, I will speak to, I'll start with, I have two new third grade teachers at one specific site. And we do um, what we call, um, you know, we do a beginning of year, middle of year, and end of year mimic tests that mimic the state tests. Well, these two brand new third grade teachers in just five months, their kids, and I just looked this up, showed 22% growth. Now, a lot of people would say, yeah, that's normal for five months, but these are both brand new teachers. They really have zero experience in the classroom. One didn't even have the opportunity to student teach. and. Between these two third-grade classrooms, 15% of the students are on IEPs, but they made 22% growth in five months. And I think that just highlights the power of this curriculum. They are amazing teachers, but they have five months of experience. So I that was just such a huge highlight for me. Um... I was recording a first grade teacher last week and they were doing the read aloud. And these first graders were learning about the difference between geysers and volcanoes. And I just, I wish everyone could witness six-year-olds talking to each other about magma and lava and steam and destruction and knowing heat, pressure, and time is what changes the earth. I, it was just a joy to watch these kids so engaged in this content. It was just amazing. oh and then I have one more I have to talk about a fifth grade teacher okay um We also do mimic tests for writing. This fifth grade teacher told me that when her students were fourth graders, only 31 percent of the class, were scoring proficient um, in their testing, in writing. 31% were proficient. This year, at the middle of the year, she gave her writing mimic. 53% of the class were proficient or highly proficient. That is just amazing. I I did the math. That's 64% growth. 64% in half of a year. and to make this even more rigorous, these kids, they're writing informational paragraphs about, you know, Leonardo Leonardo da Vinci's accomplishments. They aren't writing how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or how dogs are better than cats. They're writing about da Vinci. Like that's just, when you think about the rigor of thought and content that these kids are getting to learn, it's just, it makes me so happy.
0: <laughs> you all should be so proud. And I i am sure that those are just a few of the examples. So when you get your state test scores um, next fall, I guarantee you're going to see a lot of growth because the teachers, at least the ones that we observed, are putting in the work. You all are putting in the work to support them. And the students are embracing it. it from, from what we were able to observe, the students were really enjoying the content and they were, they were enjoying, we saw a kindergarten class there. They were loving phonics. They were loving chaining. The one, one student, he was, he said that he was so proud of himself that he was able to do this. He was really rock. He said, I'm rocking this chaining folder today. And it just made us chuckle, but he was, that was real. That was not, that was something that he really felt accomplished that he was able to do his training folder that day. So amazing. So what advice would you give to a district that's thinking about implementing CKLA, CKHD and CKSI?
1: (laughs) Well, I would say buckle up.
0: It is an amazing ride. It is a roller
1: coaster of emotions. Um, So buckle up for that. In hindsight, I would say take the time To make sure everyone in your system really understands what a knowledge-based curriculum means and what it is going to do for students. I would also say partner with another school or another district who has gone through the implementation process, um, learn from their experiences, um, share ideas, share successes, share struggles, But if you can find another district to walk shoulder to shoulder with through this process, it'll make a world of difference. Um, Remind yourself that implementation is not just distributing the books and doing that PD, but it takes years. And um, keep those lines of communication open between teachers, between families, between administrators. Um, What do they need? What barriers can you remove? Really make them understand that you are with them, supporting them through the long haul. And then I guess with everything, celebrate success. Things are going to get challenging. They're going to get messy. People are going to push back. Um, But when you find those those moments of excellence that really share them and share them publicly. Those were my takeaways about as I shouldn't say takeaways. As we are in the middle still of this implementation, it's an it's an exciting time, and um, I have two grown daughters that are graduates of the Lake Havasu Unified School District. They are amazingly successful, but looking back, I wish they would have had exposure to this curriculum. Um, It was a missed opportunity, and I I don't have children in the district right now, but I really think that this curriculum disrupts inequities. It provides every student um, this
0: chance to just know the world around them, and that's really powerful. Absolutely. I, I have no doubt it's going to be a game changer for your students in the district. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me so that our listeners can hear more about Lake Havasu, more about what you've done. Um, And can they reach out to you via email if they have any questions? Absolutely. I am more than happy
1: to share the story of our district, the story of our amazing teachers. They are really the ones who are doing the work day in and day out. But yes, absolutely. I would love to talk to anyone about the power of core knowledge.
0: (laughs) Thank you. You're a great cheerleader for us and we really appreciate it. Thanks.